Within the past hundred years, tens of thousands of anthropologists, evolutionary biologists, paleontologists, epigeneticists, and other scientists have worked diligently to piece together a fairly detailed interpretation of the environmental and behavioral factors that directly influenced our development as a species. As a result, we now have a very good picture of the conditions under which we emerged as Homo sapiens. Some seven million years ago, hominids, our pre-human ancestors, split from apes and branched out into various new species. Then about two million years ago, the human-like species Homo erectus began to take charge of the food chain with their large brains, upright stature, skilled use of tools and fire, and organized hunter-gatherer societies. Over time, Homo erectus branched into various species and subspecies. Most researchers believe that the modern Homo sapiens species evolved in Africa between 200,000 and 100,000 years ago, prevailing over all other Homo erectus subspecies. Then, about 60,000 years ago, a small number of modern humans left Africa and began their great migration across the planet. Recent archaeological findings strongly support this out-of-Africa theory, that the entire human population of the entire planet can trace their origins to a small pool of intrepid Homo sapiens in Africa. I hope you're sitting down to absorb one of the most critical and quite possibly mind-blowing tenets of the primal blueprint. Our primal ancestors were likely stronger and healthier than we are today. It's all about survival of the fittest. The human body is the miraculous result of millions of years of painstaking design by evolution. Through natural selection involving countless small genetic mutations and adaptations in response to a hostile environment, our ancestors were able to prevail over unimaginably difficult conditions and opponents to populate all corners of the earth. Many anthropologists suggest that the human species reached its evolutionary pinnacle about 10,000 years ago. Consequently, I have conjured a healthy lifestyle role model character who goes by the name of Grok. After Grok's time, our civilized ancestors started to take it easy and get soft, a tradition that's been fervently observed into present day. Our physical decline has been a natural consequence of a couple of things. First, we spent thousands of generations leveraging our increasingly proficient brain function to manipulate and tame the natural environment with tools, weapons, fire, and shelter to our advantage. The second factor was perhaps the most significant lifestyle change in the history of humanity, the gradual advent of agriculture. When humans began to domesticate and harvest wheat, rice, corn, and other crops, as well as livestock across the globe, they could store food, divide and specialize labor, and develop densely populated civilizations. These lifestyle modifications eliminated the main selection pressures that had driven human evolution for the previous two million years. The threats of starvation and predator danger captured in the familiar term, survival of the fittest. When humans no longer faced these constant selection pressures, evolution essentially ground to a halt in conjunction with the flourishing of civilization. Consequently, many researchers assert that today we are genetically identical to our primal ancestors. What's more, fossil records show that primal humans who could steer clear of fatal misfortune could enjoy long lives of excellent health and fitness. Remarkably, research suggests that primal humans from 10,000 years ago could reach a maximum lifespan of 94 years old. Among present-day hunter-gatherers, it's not uncommon to see strong, healthy folks living well into their 80s. 
Think about the extraordinary implications of hunter-gatherer longevity. With no medications or medical care of any kind, a massive lifelong struggle for food, clothing, and shelter completely devoid of modern comforts, primal humans and modern humans living primally can still live to what even us softies consider old age. Obviously, they're doing a lot of things right. No one will argue that moving beyond survival of the fittest is a bad thing. But the sober reality is that today's technological age is enjoyed by the fattest, laziest humans in the history of humanity. In fact, considering all the comforts and medical advancements of modern life, we could easily argue that we currently exist in a state of de-evolution. The virtual halting of evolution means that each and every human living today is still subject to the same evolutionary-based laws for healthy living that drove the original design process of Homo sapiens. The challenge is in leveraging the lessons and benefits of natural selection against the pressures of a complex modern society bent on consumerism and quick fixes over the pursuit of health. So, when trying to figure out what behaviors will help reprogram our ancient genes to recapture excellent health, we simply have to ask ourselves, what would Grok do?